You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 52. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey, everybody. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, here to always bring you information about nutrition, health, fitness, and overall healthy living. Today, we're going to talk about coffee because I think coffee is everyone's favorite topic Probably that and alcohol is what people always ask me about. And coffee is definitely a big one. So let's talk about the pros and are there really cons of coffee because there used to be a lot of bad press and I want to get the story straight for all of you. So let's get right into it. Coffee definitely had a long history of bad press. So they used to say that it could stunt your growth and then there were claims about it causing heart disease and cancer. Well, recent research actually indicates that coffee might not be so bad for you after all. So now all you coffee drinkers can actually like me and keep listening today. I know if you are a huge coffee drinker and if I said it's not good for you, I think you would turn this podcast off immediately. Well, I think you'll be happy with some of the information that I have today, but definitely listen to everything because there are a few things that coffee can do to your body that you should simply know about, but definitely... For most people, the health benefits of coffee actually do outweigh the risks. And recent studies have generally found no connection between coffee and an increased risk of cancer or heart disease. Um, So why is there this reversal in thinking of what they used to say? Well, one of the reasons is because earlier studies didn't actually take into account the lifestyle of people who were drinking a lot of coffee. Now, what does that mean? There are a lot of high-risk behaviors like smoking and physical inactivity that tended to be more common among people who were what considered heavy coffee drinkers. So at that time when they were doing a lot of these studies on these heavy coffee drinkers, these were also your smokers and people who were very inactive. So that was likely contributing to the heart disease much more than the actual coffee. So that's where a lot of the change has taken place in looking at coffee. Now, some of the risks for drinking coffee, um, high consumption of unfiltered coffee, so boiled or espresso, has definitely been associated with mild elevations in cholesterol levels. Some studies have found that two or more cups of coffee a day can actually increase the risk of heart disease in people with a very specific yet common genetic mutation. So apparently that genetic mutation slows the breakdown of caffeine in your body. So how quickly you metabolize the coffee could affect your health risk. So if you knew that you had this genetic mutation, then doctors have likely already told you that you want to reduce your your cups of coffee and overall caffeine. But if you don't have that problem, if you're not someone with this genetic mutation, then generally it would not be something that you have to worry about. 
Now, there are actually benefits of coffee. Woohoo! We all love our coffee. We want to know what the benefits are, right? Well, for women and people with depression, a study led by researchers at the Harvard School of Public Health found that the risk of depression was 20% lower among women who drank four or more cups of coffee per day. And decaf, they said, does not cut it. The actual study found that women drinking decaf coffee, tea, and soft drinks and other less caffeinated drinks weren't protected against the depression in the same way that the full black cup of coffee was. So definitely it was full-on regular coffee that was leading to depression benefits for women. So that's awesome. That's something that's great to know. Coffee may have health benefits, including protecting against Parkinson's disease, which is amazing. So that's a benefit. And also benefits against protecting against type 2 diabetes. So wonderful as well. Now, one of the more recent studies of healthy young adults in Korea found that compared with people who did not drink coffee, those who drank three to five cups of coffee per day had a lower risk of having calcium deposits in their coronary arteries, which is, of course, an indicator for heart disease. Still, the researchers stopped short of recommending people drink coffee to prevent heart disease. So definitely catch on with that. We're not telling you to drink more coffee to prevent diseases. That's not really what's going on. It's just that this coffee is not causing some of these diseases as well. So something you want to definitely keep in mind. Now for the boys out there, erectile dysfunction actually has a benefit. How about this? If you're a guy who drinks the caffeine equivalent of two to three cups of coffee per day, they say that's good news for you. According to research conducted at the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston, men who did drink between 85 to 170 milligrams of caffeine a day were 42% less likely to suffer from erectile dysfunction. 42%, that's a pretty good amount. So I guess for the boys, keep your coffee high, right? Now, also a benefit of coffee, it's high in antioxidants. That's a definite benefit. Anybody out there suffer from headaches? Because I bet you know that coffee often can help some types of headache pain. It's, that caffeine definitely is a benefit. And for some people's asthma, they can actually benefit from caffeine as well. So there are certain things that coffee is good for. I wouldn't advise that you start drinking maximum amounts of coffee or increasing the amount that you're currently taking. You still definitely want to keep everything in moderation, particularly if coffee makes you feel jittery or anxious. Sometimes it can irritate your digestive system, the bladder, and even the prostate. So those are things you want to keep in mind as well. If you are having any of those symptoms, then you probably want to cut back. Now, how about those myths about caffeine? There's definitely a lot of myths out there. The first one being that coffee is very addictive. What do you think of that? Well, there's some truth to that because caffeine is a stimulant to the central nervous system and regular use of caffeine does cause mild physical dependence. It's pretty mild. It's not addictive like drugs in which your life is threatened, but there definitely is sort of an addictive nature. You know you're addicted when if you don't have your coffee, 
it brings on a headache, right? So at that point, you know you're probably a little too dependent on it. You might wanna cut back the amount or how often that you're drinking this coffee. Now, another myth, that caffeine causes insomnia. Well, it really only does if you drink it too late in the day. Technically, they say don't drink it six hours before bed. And sensitivity definitely varies for people. I know for me, after two to three o'clock, I cannot have a cup of coffee if I wanna sleep well, if I wanna fall asleep. It's different for everyone, but you really do wanna watch the amount of caffeine that you're taking in. Now, this is for caf- these are caffeine myths. So caffeine is not just from coffee, that's your iced tea, your soda as well, but you wanna watch the amount of caffeine that you're taking in six hours before bed if you don't want it to disrupt your sleep. And nobody wants their sleep disrupted, let's face it. Now, the last caffeine myth is that it is dehydrating. How many times have you heard that caffeine makes you urinate more, you're gonna go to the bathroom more, and therefore it's dehydrating? Well, really, the fluid you consume in the caffeinated beverage tends to offset the effects of fluid loss when you urinate. So they say the bottom line is that although the caffeine does act as a diuretic, which means it's making you pee all the time, studies show that drinking caffeinated drinks in moderation doesn't actually cause dehydration. I would say, you know, you want to be drinking water all day long. You want to have a couple cups of coffee. That's fine. But you want to be drinking way more water than you are coffee. But to actually say that the caffeine in the coffee is dehydrating you is probably not what's going on. So how do we sum it all up? What are my recommendations, the eagle recommendations for coffee? Well, You're lucky, I'm not gonna tell you to take it away like I do some things, although I'm a pretty moderation kind of person. There aren't many things I'm gonna tell you that you cannot have except like artificial sweeteners. You cannot have those or dye. I'm really against artificial sweeteners and dye in your food. But in terms of coffee, if you're a healthy person, you are likely fine having one to three cups a day. Now, a cup is eight ounces. So I think that's another issue is if you're going to your Starbucks or your coffee bean and you're getting those enormous cups of coffee, it's probably more than a cup of coffee. So you wanna know that a cup of coffee is eight ounces. One to three cups a day really should be a max. For me personally, one cup a day, that's what I do. I try not to have more than that. Now, watch what you put in your coffee. That's another eagle recommendation. Probably one of the biggest questions I get from my new clients is, can I put this in my coffee? Can I put that in my coffee? You can do anything you want, but please don't put artificial sweeteners in your coffee. So all that sweet and low, Uh, saccharin, anything with aspartame, no, you cannot put that in your coffee. If you're doing my program or you're trying to be a healthy person, that I would not put in your coffee. Can you put whole milk in your coffee? Absolutely. Um, I, I recommend whole milk that's organic. If you're gonna put something in your coffee, that would be fine. You could use a skim milk as well, just depends where you're getting your fat sources from. There's nothing wrong with whole milk as long as you're not getting too much fat from other places. 
again, something in my programs that we we work with and how to balance your healthy fats. So it's okay to put that in your coffee. Some people ask me, is it okay to put stevia in your coffee? I don't eat stevia. That is a personal choice. They have found nothing wrong with stevia, but I feel, and this is just a personal opinion, I have concerns that in five years they're going to tell me stevia causes blank. Uh, you know, it could be cancer. It could be this, could be that. I personally just, I don't have a problem with sugar. There's nothing wrong with sugar in small amounts. So I would much rather see you put a little bit of sugar in your coffee than stevia. Now, although they say stevia is a natural source, it is technically processed in all the things that you're getting to put it in your coffee. You're not taking the leaf outside that grew your stevia plant and putting it in your coffee. You're taking a processed version of the stevia. So therefore, I still personally think real sugar is always going to be your best bet. Now another recommendation, as we already said, don't drink it six hours before you go to bed if you have any kind of sleep issues. I know some people who have no sleep issues and they can drink coffee before they go to bed at night. And so be it. If you're that person and it doesn't affect you, that's totally fine. But for most people, that six hours is something you wanna probably do. And then the most important thing is you just wanna drink more water than you're drinking coffee. And again, I think that's where a dehydration issue can come into play. You sip coffee, you kind of have it at your desk and you're sort of savoring it, drinking it over maybe a longer period than you would down a glass of water. And so during that period when you're drinking, you might not have as much water because you're just not drinking as much. So I want you to have your one or two cups. I personally want one or two cups. I say one to three is fine, but I really like one to two cups as a max. Again, that's a personal choice. Um, but then I want you drinking water all day. And that is more important, that you're getting that water in than really worrying about if coffee is good for you or, or a problem for you. If you're doing coffee in moderation, if you're drinking any caffeine product in moderation, then you don't have to worry about it. And that's really what I say about everything. Everything in moderation, including moderation. All right. So you can have your coffee. There are some benefits. Uh, if you have any kind of genetic mutation issues, you probably already know that. And so you would be someone who wants to watch out for how much coffee you take in. But generally, you're going to be fine. Enjoy that cup of coffee in the morning. Watch what you put in it and don't worry so much. Let the coffee be okay. All right. Hopefully that's everything you needed to know about coffee. It's sort of a positive story today. It's nothing you have to worry about. Hooray! Now, next week, we have a fantastic podcast episode. And I think I thought coffee was a great lead into next week's. Because what does everybody say that coffee does for them? They have to have it in the morning because if they don't, they're not going to have a bowel movement, right? People become a little bit dependent on their coffee for their bowel movement. Now, what would be a really interesting study, and I haven't seen any yet, but is it the actual coffee that's helping you have a bowel movement? Or if you had sat and had hot tea, or even some people drink hot water alone, 
that might help you have a bowel movement. Because I had a professor in graduate school, and he was certain, he was a Chinese professor where I went to school, and he was certain that Americans were more constipated because we were always in such a rush in the morning. And that if we just sat in the bathroom and gave ourselves more time in the morning to relax in the bathroom and not be in such a rush, that people wouldn't be so constipated. And I kind of think that goes hand in hand with your cup of coffee. It is like the only part of your morning where you're sitting, you're relaxing, and you're enjoying this warm beverage. And so that kind of gets your system going. So that's not a problem. And that leads right into our podcast episode next week that you don't want to miss because we are going to call it the scoop on poop. I did this episode on the radio station with J.B. Hager about a year and a half ago, and it was such a hit. People all over were talking about this episode. But you know, going to the bathroom, going number two, having a bowel movement tells us so much about our health. So definitely tune in. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I always appreciate a rating and review on iTunes as well. Other than that, I will talk to you next week about the scoop on poop. I hope you have a fantastic week and a super healthy one as well. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.